Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Costume Theater, where this week we're going to be going through some Jane Austen news, related news. Breaking news. Yes. As, as breaking as Jane Austen news can be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's nice is we kind of consider ourselves peerless, if you will. Uh, we don't have a lot of competition for <laughs> nope. people trying to, like, break that news specifically no. relating to Jane Austen. But we do. But we're here and we're your source for yeah. Jane Austen news. Before we jump into that, I know previously we've been playing Marrying Mr. Darcy on Costume Theater. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, we've played the Pride and Prejudice version and we've played the Emma expansion pack. And whenever I post pictures of it on our Instagram, plugging our Instagram, uh, people do also recommend the Undead expansion pack, which I now have. Woo! So the next time we do Costume Theater Week, we'll play um, the Undead expansion pack, which is just a few cards to be added into the Marrying Mr. Darcy Pride and Prejudice game. So I wanted to read just a few of these cards because it's going to be an intense game. It'll be a doozy. Well, it's funny because yeah. you and I always end up getting way more into it than we should yeah um and even this i'm actually quite surprised at how like thin this undead deck is yeah so it's really just mixing it in okay with, like the actual card so it's this isn't yeah it's a very small stack compared to what we play with well um, i guess compared to like the emma expansion pack which comes with its own everything right and so, this is just like some sprinkles yeah so this is just to like spice up the game instead of like the party cards that happen there's an undead mob attack that happens and you roll Whoa. the die to find out what happens. So if like, say you roll a one, it's hide under the table, discard top reputation card. If none, discard a card from your hand. And there's a, and it seems like also the suitors can die. Oh boy. <laughs> Wait, so like guys so, are just like taken off the menu because they die? I think so, because Good Lord. if you're cursed, at the <laughs> yeah so you can you can become cursed oh my gosh and if you are cursed you kind of enter into a different version of the proposal stage because you're undead okay this is interesting i mean we'll read more into this but like say you roll a one and you get mr wickham and then it says he deserved to die plus 10 points oh my gosh <laughs> So those are the kinds of things that we'll deal with, including a card that says Undead Attack, the carriage ride to Kent. Roll the die to determine your fate. And there's some pretty gruesome fates <laughs> that happen. So, oh boy. teaser, and we'll get more into that next time on Costume Theater. I'm very excited because you and I are going to take this way too seriously. Yes, people <laughs> might die. There's going to be mob attacks. And that's not even in the card game. <laughs> And it's funny because you kept this like kind of a secret from me, but also I kind of suspect it. So like, because you ordered it on Amazon. Yes. And and, she, and she's been teasing me. She's like, I, I ordered something from Amazon for, yeah. for the pot. And I, 
like last time we played this, you're like, oh, I think I might want to order this. So like, it's not oh. like it was a crazy yeah. surprise. You but- know, yeah, what's funny, yeah, I guess I texted Jillian a couple weeks ago, was like, I have a surprise, I'll <laughs> tell you. But what's funny is you think this is the surprise. There is an another surprise. This wasn't the surprise. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, can you tell me what it is? I'll keep it to the end of uh, the To the pod. end? <laughs> oh, that's why it's a surprise yeah. at the end. Oh, man. I wrote up a quick outline and it says surprise. At yeah. The end. <laughs> I thought this was the surprise and I was no, like. No, uh, I've been building up to it. I'm not just going to like, hey, look. <laughs> it was, and it was so funny too, because she was texting me yesterday like, okay, Amazon delivered it. And I was like, okay. And then like today I was like, so, so so did you bring it? And you're yeah. like, yeah. And I'm like, cool. So do you want to tell me what it is? Yeah. And she was like, no. And now I can't find out till the end of this episode. Yeah. We've right. talked about it before. I bet we all, have. Like, I'm sure yeah, we have. That's all I'll say. Okay. Oh, that's so funny that you thought this yeah. was it. And it's funny because I was like, well, I kind of knew that was coming. Yeah. I told you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you that I was ordering this and something else. And oh, I guess I forgot that part of we'll the text. We'll keep the something else for the end of this podcast. Stay tuned, listeners. Stay I'm tuned. I'm like on the edge of my seat right now. So with that, let's jump into the first bit of news, which is that Sanditon, the ITV slash PBS adaptation, is currently filming, or maybe it's already done by now, but it's filming. And this is the adaptation that they had cast Rose Williams from Rain as Charlotte Haywood and Theo James from Divergent as Sydney Parker. Ooh, I'm very and excited. I posted their pictures on our Instagram and Rose Williams liked it. Heck yeah. I did tag her, but still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But like people are, will freaking ignore you because yeah. they get tagged at the wall. So we're connected in a way to like Theo James at this point. Wow. Yeah. That's so, insane. No, like when you and I go. that level. <laughs> when you and I go see this movie, or is it coming out on like like TV or something because it's oh um, I think it's PBS yeah it'll PBS, be like on TV maybe uh, it's like a ITV and I, PBS masterpiece adaptation so it's, this is like a masterpiece it's like yes. a Downton Abbey so actually it's right. it's quite fitting that Mr Theo James of Downton Abbey uh, right. takes the stage in another masterpiece theater thing so when this comes to PBS and I find a way to get a hold of cable television <laughs> you and I will watch this and have a special connection to Rose and yes. Theo. Exactly. That's very exciting. Just to read from this Deadline article announcing their casting, basically they just recap Sanditon, but written only months after Austin's death in 1817, Sanditon tells the story of the impulsive, spirited, and unconventional Charlotte Haywood, played by Williams, and her spiky relationship with the charming Sydney Parker, played by James. When a chance accident transport her transports her from her rural hometown of Willingdon, to a would-be coastal resort. It exposes Charlotte to the intrigues and dalliances of a seaside town on the make. The drama takes viewers from the West Indies to the rotting alleys of London and exposes the hidden agendas of each character and sees Charlotte discover herself and ultimately, surprise, find love. Ooh, I'm excited for this because I feel like there has not been a really big Sanditon adaptation. No. Like... Like everyone knows, yeah. Well, because like everyone for, for Pride and Prejudice, everyone knows like the miniseries version and like the Kira Knightley version. Like those are like the big heavy hitters. Yes. And for Emma, we got like the Gwyneth Paltrow version. People know Clueless. People know uh, Clueless very well. And like Sense and Sensibility, we've got like the Emma Thompson and right. uh, Kate Winslet version. And I feel like this is one of Austin's works that hasn't really had like a heavy hitting adaptation. No one's so, really, yeah. No one's really taken it. No one's really on. touched it. I mean, it was, like, published posthumously, and, like, so, like, kind of a lot of it doesn't really, like, you, you know, it doesn't really have an ending. 
Yeah, so we'll see what interpretation they take. I mean, clearly if she finds love, it's going to have a happy ending yeah. in some way. <laughs> but how? So exactly how and like, you know, the things that happen along the way, we'll see how they interpret that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if they're filming now, maybe by end of year or early next year, we'll see this. Uh, come to life. I'm very excited. Because yeah. I also enjoy the Victoria uh, episodes on PBS. So ah, okay. When it comes to period pieces, they know what they're They know about. what they're doing. <laughs> they're not new here. The next bit of news is around this script that is officially getting made into a movie called, or it's a adapted script getting made into a movie called Mr. Malcolm's List. So this script has been on a site called The Blacklist for a long time. And people, writers can just put their scripts there and it gets a rating. And this is said to be one of the highest rated scripts. And it's been there for like years. But because it's a period piece and because it's so unique and it would clearly cost a lot of money, uh, no one's really touched it. Mm -hmm. But until recently, Refinery29 took the script and they created like um, a shorter prologue, if you will, of this of the story it's a short film yeah Yeah, just to show what the world would look like and it stars Gemma chan has frida pinto in it and it's set in regency times and it's dealing with all of all of the things that we love about austin's work and it's a really well-made short film it's a brilliant short film. it's beautiful gorgeous that like you know how the money you were talking about before yeah it must have been a ton of money just to make this oh my goodness it's not even 10 minutes it's so well made because they they go all out with like the location and the costumes and the carriages yeah and it's just like a small snippet of what we can expect with the with the film which already they've attached Gemma and Frida to officially be part of it which is great and I think the writer of the screenplay is going to direct it as well so there's like also a lot of women involved kind of in the above the line roles which is really cool I'm excited for everything about this first of all I like literally when I first discovered what the blacklist was I was in college Mm -hmm. and Mr. Malcolm's list was the first like it's also a podcast and sometimes so they'll like organize like a table read and they'll have people like read the script out loud and you can listen to it and Mr. Malcolm's list to this day is like the only one I've ever listened to Mm -hmm. because like it was the first one I ever came across and I listened to it and I loved it so much that I like didn't listen to anything else. Oh nice. (laughs) Do you remember who read it then? I don't know if it was like a celebrity table read. Oh okay it was just like they read it. Like they do have celebrity versions of that now. Now, yeah. but I don't think at the time it was anyone famous. Okay. Or if they were, I forget it. I don't even remember how it ends, really. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Which I feel bad about, but I remember really liking it. Mm-hmm. And it's nice because it's like a romantic comedy period piece, which is like something yeah. we haven't had in forever. Yeah. You know, it's like a very good thing. It's, and it's funny because, yeah, the way it starts is you just see two men walking along and you're not sure which one is Mr. Malcolm. And this woman comes by and drops her handkerchief. But the guy who isn't Mr. Malcolm picks it up and she's like, oh, thanks, I guess. Yeah. Bye, Mr. Malcolm. <laughs> it's just so funny the way like he knows the way women throw are throwing themselves and then their handkerchiefs yeah. at him. And I don't know her character's name. Gemma Chan. They, they call her Julia, oh, Julia. Thistlethwaite or yeah. something. Julia's character is is trying to like be quoted by him. She's trying to land him. him, yeah. She's been out in season for a while. Yeah. So it's like her time's almost running out too and he's super picky. <laughs> I know. But um, And yeah. it's color conscious casting. Yeah. Which is really great. Which yeah. Is how we have Gemma and Frida in this 
it's beautiful a, film. It's a, a Regency romance comedy that we haven't seen before, which is that it's not just like there's one supporting character who is a person of color. It's like the entire cast are people of color. It's very diverse. It's really cool to see that. It's not pointed out in a way of like, oh, you are from this background, therefore you're of this status. It's like, no, they're all yeah. people. Yeah, no, and they're <laughs> and all. It's great to see. The only real acknowledgement we sort of see of that is uh, there's a scene in the short film where they're at the or Gemma Chan is sitting next to Mr. Malcolm. I don't know the actor's name. Yeah, uh, he's less famous. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> to us, to us. Yeah, but maybe in the future. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and so he basically is like, "What is your opinion on cornrows?" And she like clearly doesn't know what it is. Yeah. And she's like, uh, I'm for it because you should have it in your diet. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. She has that line of like, let me think. And I'm like, I'm going to use that in, yeah. in meetings now. I think that we should all aspire to be like Gemma Chan. My goodness. She's so beautiful. It's not fair. Like, it's <laughs> funny because like, like the only thing I've seen her in is Crazy Rich Asians where she right. does like, I, she... <laughs> She just has this sort of like Audrey Hepburn-esque like grace and beauty about her. And we are all peasants next to her. (laughs) So anything she does, I'm like, well, that's the right answer. Yeah. (laughs) If you're not following her on Instagram, you're making a mistake. I will now follow her. Yeah. (laughs) I'm making a mistake. She's great. And just like, so I'm like looking at the picture of her in the deadline article right now. She's so beautiful. (laughs) So they're the only two cast members officially attached to this. Possibly... The guy who plays Mr. Malcolm will be in this. I'm sure things are up in the air in, in negotiations. Mm-hmm. I also think if they wanted to, like Idris Elba would be a good option yep. for Mr. Malcolm. Mm-hmm. I feel like John Boyega would be great, but I feel like he might be a little too young for this role. It's all, Actually, honestly, it's almost one of those things where like, obviously like Idris Elba in everything, but I feel like he's a little older. Yeah, you know what? He is a little older like, now. He's supposed to be, because mm. I kind of get, because he's a guy who like clearly is like trying to not get married in Regency time. So I'm seeing like early 30s kind of thing. Yeah. And Idris is like in his 40s and like John Boyega, he's like 26 or something, right? Yeah, or 27. He's young. He, he's but young. like he could play like that's not too far away from early 30s that's true. i mean it's a but how old is Gemma too i mean she's in her early uh i think ish. her and frida are like in their early 30s yeah i mean they'll they'll find and i, I mean this guy was also great and i may be pronouncing this wrong is sope dirisu who actually was in humans and was in the huntsman and it turns out he's only 28 years old <laughs> i you, you know what's funny is like because you and I were just talking about like, oh, age this and age that. Oh, John Boyega might be too young, but actually John Boyega yeah. is only a year younger. I think John Boyega has very like young. He's got a young, boyish charm He has, to he has bo- exactly. Like he yeah. has very young energy. Yeah, he does. Like sure they can both like, they're like a year apart in age. Right. But, but. I think that he is going to be in his 20s for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> like on screen. So, I mean, I mean, clearly he has great credits. I mean, he would be great for this too. So hopefully they get him to do the movie for Mr. Malcolm's List too. All right. There's also a summary of Mr. Malcolm's List on Goodreads. All right. You and I were both like really stoked when we were like looking at the like the crew going by on the... Yeah. And it was mostly women. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's like the DP... And the costume designer were men. Right. And everyone else who was, like, above the line was, yeah. like, a woman. There's definitely more, like, on-set crew who, yeah. like, are men, and that's fine. But- <laughs> <laughs> Disdain but- in your <laughs> voice. Like, that's fine, I guess. That's fine. But it seems like all the producers, like, the music uh, and the editor, yeah. they're all women. So yeah. that's really cool that 
a lot of the the major decisions are being made by women. Yeah. So here's the summary for it on Goodreads. The Honorable Mr. Malcolm has a secret. This elusive matrimonial prize, long the target of desperate debutantes and their matchmaking mothers, is well known for his fastidiousness. What is not well known is that he has a list of qualifications for his future bride. Can any woman hope to win the heart of such a hardened critic? Selena Dalton can only try her best. Mm. And when she begins to succeed, Jeremy Malcolm is not sure whether he has discovered the perfect woman or the perfect hoax. Dun, dun, dun. It's very Mr. Darcy of him, because Darcy has a list of requirements. That's true, he does. I don't think that's so outrageous. Like, I don't know why people, like, don't, but, doesn't everyone kind of have a list? But it seems like he's made it known. There's, there's only, at least from what his friend says in the short film, there's like only four things on this list, too. Yeah, it's not a long and list. And Julia, Gemma Chan's character, doesn't meet the fourth requirement. I know. So it's like, that's insane to me. Like, imagine if you're like vying for someone, you're like, wait. There's one, there's one thing I don't mean. Like, what is it? I'm perfect. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gemma Chan. <laughs> well, no, literally, if, I'm like. If you're a Gemma Chan, you're yeah. like, I'm perfect. What's wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. Well, it sounds like in this summary, it says um, he's known for his, his fastidiousness. What is not well known is that he has a list. Oh, so it sounds like this is okay. like, well, what I'm, what I'm sure is going to happen. And it's funny because like, I've, I've listened to this script, so I should know. Yeah. But what probably happened is this, this woman didn't make the cut. So she calls in her young, hot, single cousin, <laughs> or whatever she was to her, yeah. and is like, hey, we're going to find out what's on this list. You're going to, like, kind of like John Tucker Must Die, where they, like, sure, find out like, what he wants. Throwing a girl out there and being like, you fi- figure it out, and then yeah. something else is going to happen. I know. Instead. Well, it's like, they find out what he wants, they make her into what he wants, and then he's like, oh my god, I love her, she's perfect, but it, you know. She was she was told to do this. So it's John Chuck John Tucker must die in Regency times. No, but I'm just saying this is like the Regency version of John Tucker must die, yeah. which is also a pretty great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So excited to see that. It's still probably um, like a year away. Probably. <laughs> or, or Ugh, more. I'm so sad. I want so. this to happen now. I really just want to like be on set at all times. Like, oh my do you think we could like swing that? Like, we're pressed. We've got a podcast. Can I we mean, hang out? Well. <laughs> Um, we'll tag Gemma in this. Tag everyone. And uh, we'll see if she can connect us. Hooray! <laughs> if she likes it, we're like, we're in! Yay! <laughs> so that's all the Jane Austen news we have this week. But it's very juicy. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm like actually very looking forward. Like, and this is now one of my favorite short films. Like, Oh yeah, it's there's, great. And I'm just so impressed because like in terms of like screen time, it's like less than a 10 minute short film. Mm-hmm. And they fit so much into it because you like it's perfectly laid out. And they even have these, like, funny moments between the servants yeah, and yeah, yeah. other people. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, like, they had time to fit this in to, yeah. like, a short... Like, it's because it's, it's, it's the world, world and it's, it's so world. impressive. Yeah. So we'll keep you all updated on anything we see as well now. Now for the surprise? Now for the surprise. Okay, what's the surprise? Could you have any guesses of what it could be? So, okay, is this thing, like, an object Yes. Okay. What, what, what else could it be? Well, I don't know if this was like. Inf- okay, hang on. Do we like need? Oh, no, we're pretty low maintenance. Uh, <laughs> like, is Jane Austen anything? I don't know. Is it like a candle? A good guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one more guess. One more guess. Just to keep things interesting. We've and you and I have talked We've about talked it. about it on the podcast. Like, I don't even know why. I'm looking around my own okay. living room and I don't know what I'm okay. looking for. Okay. I'll give you another hint. Okay. When you left the room, I put it in the fridge. <gasps> oh my god, 
Celery soda? Yeah! <laughs> That's so exciting! Wait, where did you... Okay, I'll wait till you get back. Yeah. So I have to ask, where did you get this celery? You got two cans of celery soda. Yeah. Dr. Well, Brown's, that's it, actually a very well-known soda brand. It was a six-pack of celery soda, which if we uh, we can now offer it to our future guests. If we, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I love that we're doing wanna. Emma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I got it. I got it off Amazon. It was also available, I think, in at Bevmo, but like it was... It seemed like it was not a good chance it might be there. So it was like guaranteed on Amazon. Yeah, no, definitely we'll post like a a link and a photo of this because it's like a very, I don't even want to call this lime green. It's like this, its It's own brand kind of green of yellowish green. And it's Dr. Brown's celery, celery soda with other natural flavors. So, I mean, I brought out two cans. We can split one. Because I doubt sure. we'll, like, actually drink two. <laughs> actually, it's funny. I'm looking at this. There's 34 grams of sugar in here. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, here, I'll get two glasses. One yeah. second. Also, as Jillian pours the soda, the ingredients do say extract of celery seed with other natural flavors. Oh, my goodness. There so, we do. Just we go. Hold on. Cheers. 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 Celery soda. This Drinking is, it for the first time. This is what bonded Harriet Smith and Senator Elton. It smells like celery. I don't taste anything. <laughs> Hang on. It's very, oh, wait, there's a, there's very sweet. Yeah. Like. Right. As you mentioned, there is uh, 34, 34 grams of sugar. of sugar. What I'll say it tastes like to me is if like you juiced some celery and then put 20 times that much sugar in it. Right. And then carbonated it. And that's yeah. what it tastes like to me. It doesn't taste bad. No, I, I wouldn't say this is like my new go-to drink. No, I would never be like I love celery. Like I'm so, so I'm craving this. I haven't yeah. ha- like, but I'm I'm not grossed out by it, and I thought I would be. I mean, if you, when I know I thought I would be too. <laughs> I mean, smelling it just like on the surface, you do get. No, it smells exactly like celery. celery, and it's funny because I I never celery doesn't taste like much to me. Exactly, but that's why because of that, I don't really like it that much. Yeah. But, like, I think I used to dip it in peanut butter as a kid or something. That's what people tend to do. There's, like, just an aftertaste. It's just of, so sweet. It, there's a lot of sugar in it. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like more than anything, there's, I just but, taste sugar. But you know what? That's okay because I think that if they didn't put as much sugar in there, I'd be like, this is gross and it needs sugar. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so I'm glad they just figured it out. Yeah. Oh, this is so great. I'm yeah. so glad you got this. So now we've had celery soda. We're such fangirls. <laughs> now I want to know it's because there's a Bevmo not too far from here. I know, now I kind of yeah. want to know if it's there. I thought about Icelandic yogurt, but I'm like, it's just going to be yogurt. It's just how many different ways is society going to find a way to like curdle milk, yeah. you know? <laughs> Which is like what it is. It's like that. Now I'm like, Elton, like, why did you like this? Who likes this? Well, because remember. Because, <laughs> I mean, they make it. I mean, it. enough people they like it because they make right? it. But, I mean, because remember. Oh, it's not, it's got a weird smell. In, yeah, I know. I feel like I can't really smell it anymore because I'm, like, drinking it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, when I first got it, I was like, that smells like celery. celery. Like, I just opened a veggie plate. He said in the show that, like, in college, his roommate he, he dared him. dare. But, um, and Harriet's excuse was she had an older neighbor that she stayed with. Who but that it? doesn't really explain why any human with taste buds in their mouth are like, like who buy decided, me this. Like, who decided to make it into soda 
Mm-hmm. But they're like, but actually, the only way to make it good is just to add, add like sugar. a bunch of sugar. <laughs> like, there's a reason we're not out there drinking celery juice. Yeah, and it's which is it's like a trend now. Like, I mean, juice only eating celery juice. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought like you this, meant like, juicing in general. Well, like juicing celery, but then only eating celery. Ugh, I. It's like that a weird is cleanse. My it's cir- one of the weird cleansings. That is sounds like a, my own personal circle of hell because <laughs> I just. <laughs> I just, like, never have liked celery. No. Like, you know what? I don't mind it if it's sliced into, like, tuna or egg salad. But, okay. like, the fact that I, like, need something to make it taste better. Like, it says yeah. something about your product. <laughs> Actually, Portlandia does a really good sketch. I honestly kind of forget what the deal is. But Steve Buscemi is in it. And oh, he's, okay. like, an advocate for celery. <laughs> And it's kind of like a neo-noir detective story. I'll see if I can find it and we'll maybe watch it. But that is to say, if you're really curious to know, it just tastes like carbonated, sweetened celery juice. Yeah. And if that's good enough for you, I would stay away from ordering it. But if you're like, get that in my mouth now, then I'll <laughs> post the link. <laughs> so we'll end on this. This is this has been a great experience. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I combined experience and experiment. Yeah. Both. <laughs> because it's it both. is both. A both an experience <laughs> and an experiment. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if this soda was the result of an experiment. Oh yeah. And they were like, this doesn't taste bad enough to not make it. <laughs> Tune in next week. This episode has been Pemberley Podcast Approved. approved.